Hello everyone and welcome to Bloomscast. My name is Seth, aka Phantasma Plumes, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from the Observatorium. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. So before I get started in here today, I really just want to give everybody in my community a huge thank you. Because seriously, giving me last week off, like if you're not following me on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, which, you know, why aren't you? It's all blooms, baby! But, <laughs> you know, if you're not following me on other social media platforms and you're just finding out about me from the TikTok I put out yesterday or, you know, you stumbled upon me or however you've got here, I took last week off because your boy was exhausted. Like, I didn't stream on Monday. Tuesday, I tweeted out. I'm like, look, you know, I think I'm just going to take the week off from content creation just because it's been a lot. And, you know, just to kind of give a little more of a reason behind it, uh, I was I was just really down in the dumps, you know? I, you know, we talk about a lot on this podcast, taking mental health breaks and taking, you know, the necessary steps you need to heal. And, like, genuinely, I was trying to fight against my own advice so hard to the point where it was being more and more detrimental by the day. Where, like, I would wake up to go to work and I was exhausted. You know, I, despite the fact that I was, like, sleeping more than usual, um, you know, my boss had came back this week. I canceled some vacation time I had for Thursday, Friday, because, you know, the Fox wife and I couldn't go to the convention that usually comes through Momocon because her bosses wouldn't let her have that off. And, you know, it, it was just... Like, that was one blow. And then I found out I wasn't accepted into Stream Seed, which was a surprise, like, surprise right hook. You know, it's just like, damn, this shit blows. And then, like, just before that, um, I'd found out that Spotify, like, basically, I had talked about a little bit on here how, you know, doing the podcast does generate a little bit of income. And I found out that because Spotify had bought out Anchor, I stopped making ad revenue on the podcast, and I was just like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> so, you know, I I really felt like everything I had worked for up until that time was just being invalidated, and I was just exhausted. I'm like, bro, why am I doing this? Like, it became such a negative blow to me that I was just, I was depressed. I can fully say that. And so I cannot thank you enough for letting me take the time off to, you know, get myself right again. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like, is my content creator spirit 100% restored? It definitely isn't, you know. But that is to say, I was excited about doing today's episode because this is one that's near and dear to my heart. Just a content warning, you know, we are talking about bullying. We are talking about, you know, the ramifications of bullying uh, some of the terrible things that happen because of bullying. And, you know, I just, it's one that's near and dear to me because as I've talked about before on the podcast, I grew up being bullied. We're talking about cyberbullying specifically, but I really wanted to do this episode because, you know, Mahoro came up and she's like, hey, can you talk about this? And so I actually took it a step further and I started a new content initiative of sorts where if you go onto TikTok and YouTube under Phantasma Plumes, you'll find what I'm calling Plumes Talk. And what that is, is I want to try to start doing short form content. You know, I'm not going to do anything off the walls crazy, but I want to 
you know, get the conversation further out than what we're already at now. In fact, the first episode of Plume's Talk revolved around cyberbullying. You know, first I introduced myself, but I was like, I want to ask, have you ever been cyberbullied before? Or have you been the cyberbully? You know, why were you? And from that, I got a couple of responses in which people said, yeah, you know, I was cyberbullied. And then I turned around and became the cyberbully. And, you know, or I was cyberbullied because I'm gay. I'm cyberbullied because, you know, I'm not Republican. And just, it really made me, like, it gave me a fire. It definitely set a fire inside me that said, you know what, I'm about to go all out for this podcast. I'm about to have a lot of fun with it, you know, just because I think the biggest takeaway about cyberbullying, because I even did, like, a good amount of research into this before turning on the mic uh, today to start recording, I think the biggest thing about cyberbullying is it's becoming so big of an issue, yet no one is talking about it. You know, no one's really going out of their way to talk about it because it happens so often in society that, you know, the most common response to it, and I'm not going to lie, this was a response I used to have too, was just log off and walk away. Like, turn off your computer, you can get away from it. And, you know, we're going to address that down the line. And again, you know, I, as I just admitted, it was a stance I had, even though I was bullied, I was cyber bullied. Because the thing is, is technology has become so integrated into our lives that it's not as easy to log off and walk away. With all these different interconnected devices, a bully can follow you long outside of the schoolyard. And that shit, like just the deep dive that I did into that, oh dear lord, oh dear lord you guys. So no, this episode's gonna have some heavy, you know, notes to it, but again, real quick, I just really want to say thank you all so much for being patient with me, and with that said, let's talk about cyberbullying. So, look, you know, there are many different kinds of cyberbullying out there. You know, and sometimes you'll see it from Instagram, sometimes you'll see it on Twitter, sometimes you'll see it on Discord, sometimes you won't see it at all, which is the most, you know, mind-blowing thing. And, you know, to really begin off today's episode, I want to talk about my experiences with cyberbullying, because we're really just bullying in general, because I made a terrible mistake from bullying, something in which I am not proud of, but it was, you know, critical to defining my character. I don't think, and like, let me preface all this by saying, I don't think anybody should have to go through the same thing I went through to get to this character point. I think I would have developed into this person on my own accord, but it was unfortunately the path I went down. And I had a couple of major life choices to make at that time. And I hope, you know, I made the correct ones. But, you know, back when I was in seventh grade, okay, let me take you back to 2007. Good God. Yeah, real quick. I just, <laughs> let me get on a tangent real quick. I want to keep this somewhat light, but, but I just figured out it's been 10 years as of this past week that I've graduated from high school. Dude, I am 28 years old. 
That shit blows my mind. But anyway, let's let's go back all the way back to 2007. Alright, 2006, I was in 6th grade. And, you know, I was a pretty quiet kid, all things considered. Which is weird, considering the fact that I do a podcast, and I stream, and I do everything else. Never, nobody would have seen that. But anyway, way back when, I wasn't the talkative, outgoing, you know, upbeat individual that I am now. No, I was a quiet kid. I was an abused kid. I had not gotten myself into Shit's Creek quite yet. And it blows my mind to have to say that. I was innocent. Back in 2006, you know, I had a couple of bullies, but it wasn't anything crazy, you know? It wasn't like it was every single day. It was just a couple of sly remarks here and there. You know, I was awkward, you know, but nobody, nobody really, like everybody was awkward. So, you know, everybody was kind of making fun of each other and it wasn't anything serious. It wasn't like people were like, you know, beating me up or anything like that. It was just the little, you know, young teenager nitpicks. So, imagine my surprise when I get into 7th grade and that shit is amplified. Now, I didn't know this back at the time, but I found this out later on in life. That uh, the biggest reason I was bullied as much as I was, was because I had this massive crush on this girl back in school. I, you know, she had apparently told a bunch of people that I had a crush on her and they used that to, you know, have some kind of leverage on me in which they said, I had to do this for them. I had to do that for them. I had to do this. So that way they put me in good favors with her. You know, she would have me go out and buy her Skittles and like spend a shit ton of money. I remember stealing from my dad's, uh, change bank. Like he used to have this giant blue Crayola clan of change. Which I have the yellow version. I might have to post this video or this picture of this thing. It stands up pretty high to me. But, you know, just in comparison, I'd say it's maybe up to my chest. And I'm about 5 foot 10. Anyway, I used to steal change from this thing to go buy her Skittles at the pool. Like, I would walk down... And I'd buy this girl Skittles, specifically tropical Skittles, because God forbid if I showed up with anything else, oh dear God, it was over for me. But what became even weirder than that was, you know, around the vending machine, there was the pool, there was the tennis courts, and there was the gym. I frequented all three of those pretty often because, you know, I didn't want to stay at home much. As I've told you before in the past... My parents weren't exactly the greatest caregivers whatsoever, and I didn't like staying at home, you know? So, I was at the gym, you know, trying to improve myself. I'd go swimming during the summer. Sometimes, I'd sit with friends over at the tennis courts and watch their parents play, or I'd go in there and play with them. That became yet another point in which people could have bullied me from, because... As other people were in the community, you know, because, again, I had the incredible privilege, but the greatest misfortune of living in a small community. So we had an HOA and we had, you know, an event director who was my mom for a couple of years. So everybody knew who I was because they knew who my mom was. And when, you know, people would see me out and about, they'd talk about it with their families 
And when their families talked about something, it trickled down to the kids. Well, you know what really is fucked up about this whole thing is these parents would talk about my family to themselves, like within themselves, because my mom was an alcoholic, my dad was an alcoholic, my brother was an alcoholic, you know, all of them had DUIs, all of them have very recognizable cars, and, you know, very (laughs) recognizable antics. My mom would sit up at the bar with her friends in front of the neighborhood for hours on end, my dad was known as a drunken driver, you know, like, multiple DUIs. So that if anybody ever heard his truck coming up the way, get the fuck out of the way. My brother would blare his music as loud as he could. And all of that. And, like, my sister was, you know, in all this, too. She worked at the nurse's office right in front of the the community as well. So, you know, everybody knew my family. And all that trickled down to me. Soon it was whenever I was at the gym... You know, people would talk about it and be like, oh, Seth goes to the gym during these days. People would show up, see me, like, covered in sweat and be like, oh, what, you're walking here? You know, you're just walking? Why are you sweating so much, fatty? I'm just like, whoa, you know, like, I'm just trying to live. (laughs) Mind you, as a kid, I was quiet. I, you know, I just took it because I lived off this entire, you know, mentality of just grin and bear it. You know, turn the other cheek. Be kind. Like, kill everybody with kindness. I just try and awkwardly laugh along. If I was riding my bike, which was, you know, very common for me back in the day, people would throw shit at me. There was one point where people had stolen a bike chain from me and I had to walk home and I got home super late and got yelled at because of course my mom was trashed and it was just like there there was nothing I could do. You know, I tried calling and nobody answered, so I just walked home. I got home, it was like eleven o'clock. Because it was a decent walk. And it was just like, Jesus Christ. So, all that to say. You know, and of course, with my parents being who they were, with my family being the way it was, it came down to, you know, people bullying me about that. Where I was told my parents are alcoholics because they hate me. My parents drink because they want me to disappear. I should just go, you know, unalive myself, so on and so forth. And it blows my mind the amount of shit that I took back in the day. Especially when I sit back and think about it. Like, even looking through old yearbooks at times, I would find terrible, you know, messages in there of, like, people just being fake with me. Saying, you know, oh, you know, you're such a good friend, blah, 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 blah. You know, can't wait to see you next year. And then, you know, there are people who were just like, oh, yeah, no, fuck you. Tired of you you know, hope you don't come back next year kind of thing. And just like, Jesus, fuck. So, you know, it escalated in seventh grade where every single day, every single day, I was bullied. Every single period, there were people bullying me. There was nothing the school could do. I was in the guidance counselor's office every single week to talk about what's going on at home what's going on in classes and you know I would sit and try and figure anything out there was one point where I had broken down like people had bullied me to the point of tears 
and I ran out of a classroom and one of my, like my history professor at the time, Mr. Cook, he came out and he was like, he saw me crying and he's like, what happened? And, you know, he just asked what all was going on. You know, unfortunately the night before my dad was in a bad accident, he was in the hospital, you know, I was losing my mind. And what he did is he took me into his classroom. He had one session prior to, you know, because we had like multiple classes in a day. He had a, you know, work session and he was working on notes and he's like, you know, you have my class next. Just come in here early. You know, I'll talk to your teacher. And he let me sit in that classroom the entire. I will never forget that man and his kindness. And. You know, before I graduated from middle school, I went and talked to him and I had like this really good conversation with him. And then I went again in high school, you know, before like about 10 years ago today. And I had a conversation with him. And unfortunately, by the time I graduated college, he was already gone. But I made it a point to go talk with him and let him know that, you know, it was always amazingly appreciated what he did that day. Because he reminded me. There's still kindness in the world. And I, again, you know, I kind of wanted to become that ever since, but that wasn't enough. You know, it kept graduating or it kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse until I made a pretty serious threat. You know, I threatened the school. I had made quite the bold like I don't want to say what it was exactly because of the nature of things but it was very bad and for about a week people were terrified of me because you know I made a mistake I had taken all this bullying I had taken all this abuse from home from school and it just broke me and I made one mistake And all of a sudden, I was the worst person in that school. So, what ended up happening was, I remember it as clear as day. I was in Spanish class. Uh, My Spanish professor was out, you know, taking care of something. And when she came into the room after I had said it, I was shaking. I was in tears. She led me out of the room. Because I was just, I was hurting. I was terribly hurting. And she thought somebody had jumped me. And she had ran me immediately to the guidance counselor's office. And, you know, then she gets back to the room again, finds out what I said. And unfortunately, she had to report it, you know. And it it blew her mind that it got to that point. But then the school had to act on it. I was, you know, they had a parent teacher or like a conference to see whether or not I need to be expelled because, you know, as kids went home, they told their parents about what happened. And, you know, of course, when kids are bullies, they don't tell their parents, oh, you know, I was messing with him, blah, 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 blah. No, they're perfect angels. To their parents. And to this day, I wish, I wish there was some kind of way that I could have gone back in time and just, you know, on that day, I would have let that day still happen because, again, it was a major turning point for me as a person. But 
I wish I could sit down with all those parents as the 28-year-old Seth and be like, look, this is what your little shit was doing. This is what your little shit was doing. Here's the evidence of this. I wish I could do that. I don't regret, like, I have regrets about it, I guess, but not, like, actual regrets. Because, again, it was a major turning point. Because when the world was turning its darkest for me, when we were talking about expulsion from the school, the principal called and talked to me that night on the phone. He's like, hey, buddy, you know, you don't happen to have any weapons at home, do you? And I'm like, well, my dad's got you know, <laughs> old guns upstairs. Uh, dude, it was bad. It was fucking terrible. And like he had to talk to my mom. We went into the school early the next morning to have a conference about it. And what ultimately happened was when things were at their worst, all my professors or all my teachers rather from sixth and seventh grade and all my extracurricular teachers from everything through stood up for me because they've seen the kids mess with me. They, and the problem is they can't do anything because of the rules of the school. You know, the guidance counselor tried to like go against me even though he heard all of this douchebag of a guidance counselor but you know i it had never been done before it i was a full straight a student i was busting my ass despite all of this and all of my teachers defended me and that's why i don't even know if it got on my permanent record or not i doubt it did but at the end of all of that these people stood up for me. I was suspended for two weeks. And I came back. During those next two weeks, I went through a whole transformation about, you know, dealing with bullying in general. And in part, you know, in telling you this story, I really want to hearken back to those teachers. Like, if they ever hear this podcast, if you ever hear this, little Seth grew up and is trying to make a change in the world. Because of what you did. And I cannot be more thankful for that. Now, the reason also I'm telling you all this, you know, all these stories. Is because, you know, I was growing up during the time in which social media wasn't as big of a thing. Yes, I had MySpace. Yes, I had a Facebook later on, but like back in 6th, 7th grade, yeah, no, MySpace was the thing. In fact, there was this whole thing on MySpace where you, and I don't know how many of y'all ever use MySpace, but you can make social posts that if you were friends with somebody, you had like a little post section in the corner that you can interact with as well as, you know, posting stuff to your page. But... I made a post. I will never forget making it. It was like, I guess I'm going to unalive myself. I said that because I was depressed. I was hurt. And that was used against me. In the post itself, it said, you know, this isn't, you know, this wasn't serious whatsoever. I just want to see if people actually care. And if you do, just say something. And nobody did. And that shit destroyed me. But of course, 
these little fuckers that bullied me use that against me to try and get me expelled from school because I was such a fucking disgrace to them that I didn't even deserve to go to their school, even though I was no different from most of these people. But it's a great segue to talk about cyberbullying. Now, to wrap up our story real quick, before I segue things over, after that, bro, I grew the fuck up. Like, in the two weeks I was off, there was a lot of conversation going on. My mom actually went sober for a little bit because she realized, you know, to what effect she was having on me. It didn't last for long. (laughs) But... I grew up so much in that, like, limited time. And by the time I got to ninth grade, I something in me had changed. I think it was hanging around Jaleel. When we became buddies in 11th grade, my true personality came out. And to this day, I will always emphasize with the people that are bullied than the bulliers. Because in my heart of hearts, I still remember how it felt. Getting those notes from other kids saying that you shouldn't be alive. You know, you should just disappear. You'll make your parents' marriage better if you're gone. Even though I had no impact on that. That is why I'm also doing this episode. Because, again, this is such a serious thing that, like, nobody really talks about. But would you believe me if I told you that 60%, 60% of anybody who's been online reports that they have been bullied in just some form of it or 60% of teenagers excuse me sorry I have a couple of notes here overall it's 37% of people feel as though they have been cyber bullied in their lifetime and only 15% of it reported as or reported it as it was happening Blows my fucking mind. And it's like... You know... The even weirder fact of all this... Is 87% of people... Have reported that they've seen cyberbullying. In 2023. 87%. And even one step even further off the beaten path, 85% of all teenagers in the world use social media, with 95% of them being connected to the internet. Imagine my story, except I didn't have the luxury of coming to a broken home. You know... I said it at the very beginning of this episode, at least I feel like I did, and hopefully this is the take that I saved of it. But at the beginning of this episode, I said that back in the day, I used to be one of those people that said just log out and walk away. Because back during my time, back 10 years ago, social media wasn't as big as it is now. You know, where everybody posts every single waking thing that they do on social media. You know, there was still a very high level of interconnectivity within, you know, neighborhoods and all. 
that you could just walk down the street and talk with people. You didn't have to met like they didn't say, well, why didn't you just message me on Facebook or text me or anything else? Like, yes, technology was still in its infancy to some degree, at least to the level that it is now, or at least social media. But, you know, all of my friends back then didn't necessarily have access to the computer. All my friends back then didn't necessarily have a cell phone that could get to Facebook and all. You know, it's weird that the first iPhone wasn't even released, I don't think, 10 years ago. Or maybe it was, but it was way too expensive and most of my friends didn't have one. I can't imagine what it's like being a teenager going through school right now. Because here's the thing. There's so much bullshit out on the internet that people get away with. And I feel as though... The biggest issue with a lot of cyberbullying is it's anonymous for a lot of it. There's a lot of different people that make fake accounts just to fuck with somebody. So that way they don't know who it is. So that way on their personal account or whatever, they can seem like the good bean, but then they have like three other hate accounts that they go and spam people with. You know, there's a whole bunch of different types of cyberbullying. And really, just to go over it really quickly... You know, and then follow back through with another example of cyberbullying. Like, it, God, sorry, I'm getting a little bit heated up in my, like, in my own thoughts. So you know this is going to be a good episode when I'm starting to get mad about it. But it's just like, it blows my mind how much people are willing to go out of their way to just hate on somebody. Imagine You know, just being mad at somebody because they have a different ship than you. You know, a different character pairing that they liked. It, you know, or they didn't like your art and decided to fucking berate you on that. Or they didn't like your content and they decide to berate you on that. Like, I'm not trying to put on a shield as a, you know, content creator. I fully anticipate people coming at me at some point. You know, because as you make more content, you just paint a bigger and bigger target on your back. Because eventually you're going to piss somebody off one way or another. And you know, the craziest part is, sometimes it's these content creators that elicit cyberbullying. Like, God forbid you ever go against Dream or Mr. Beast. God forbid you piss off their communities. Because, oh my God, you're done for. And, you know, some of these people who are at the top of their communities don't do shit about it. Because, oh, you know, who cares? They delete the account. They lock their account. They go away. They get canceled. You know, whatever else. And it's like, you know... You don't realize at times. I don't think a lot of these kids, you know, who grew up using, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all that, realize all the time that there's somebody else, a real, actual, living person on the opposite side of those accounts. When they say the shit they say. And, you know, I had this, like, one teacher that always used to say, never say anything over the internet that you wouldn't be prepared to say that to their face. I guarantee you, if most, like, there was one point where there were talks about taking away internet anonymity, and you know, I kind of wish they went through with it, because maybe people wouldn't be such little shits, but just to be up front, you know, I, 
I see all this shit that goes on on social media. I reach out to some like people every now and again. If I see it going on on my TL, just be like, hey, I know you don't know me, but are you okay? And just, you know, check in on people. Because, again, I think people tight before they realize because they get in the heat of the moment that's the thing it's like bullying back in the day was a problem it still is a problem but like if you were bullied back in school maybe you had some kind of reprieve kids these days do not have a reprieve we are so connected online that there's not much you really could do like say you wanted to play games on steam with your friends if the bullies found out your steam name you can't just delete your steam account you have so much money and shit linked to that you can't just delete your twitter account because you maybe have mutuals on there that you're friends with like i will say this all right well hang on let me calm myself down let me go over some types of cyberbullying, because maybe you have seen this online and you haven't done anything about that. And, like, really, sometimes I get it. Sometimes it's not your place to get involved. But at the same time, silence is complacence. You know, if you don't say anything, it's just going to get worse. And just thinking, oh, well, if I say something, you know, it's going to get bad for me. You know, just shut the fuck out. <laughs> you know? Like, that doesn't mean you shouldn't check up on the person after the fact, or try and, like, stop what's going on, or pull their attention away, or remind them that everything's gonna be okay. Now, if they did something intentionally fucked up, okay, that's something different, but, you know, if somebody's just dragging the fuck ass somebody else online, like two of your friends, for no reason whatsoever, and you can tell the other person's, like, genuinely upset... Bro, absolutely reach out to them. Please. Be the better friend. But no, you know, real quick. There's a whole, like, if you go on any of these anti, like, cyberbullying websites, like uh, broadbandsearch.net, talking about cyberbullying, like, that's where I got all the statistics from. Or getketus.com. Basically, you know, they have these set terms for cyberbullying. Like they say, flaming. Flaming is the use of inappropriate or vulgar language to attack or fight with somebody online. Harassing. Harassing, is some, or harassing someone is done by repeatedly sending inappropriate, hurtful, or hateful messages. Whether the child receiving these messages is responsive or not does not change the fact that these are hurtful, hateful messages are being received and are not appropriate. Like, Ayo, you cannot log off when you are being harassed online. Outing, sharing a victim's secret or personal information in a public forum is a form of cyberbullying. Exclusion, eh, that one's a little debatable. Intentionally and publicly excluding someone from a group or and tormenting them after exclusion. Impersonation, this is a big one. Posing as someone uh, for the purpose of damaging their reputation, inviting an attack, or sharing real or fabricated information about them. And worst of all of this, stalking, electronically following someone, sending them targeted messages with the intention of scaring, harming, or intimidating them. But you know, there's something they didn't mention in here. Doxing. Well, I guess that's kind of outing. But, you know, I, I wouldn't fucking call it outing. It's a fucking crime. Look, people aren't afraid to say some crazy fucking shit about somebody else online these days. People are feel like it's justified. 
if you go out and say someone's personal information because you don't like a ship of theirs, you know, or you have some kind of different fandom and, you know, you just happen to cross paths with the wrong people and people think it's justified for doing so, you know, it blows my mind the number of times I read online that somebody has been fired because of some bullshit online. No, great or granted, if they're a shitty person, like, for example, there was the lady that kicked the dog over in Centennial Park. Oh, dear God, please get her fired. Yes, that's great. Church, like, fucking figure out who she is. But for the people just minding their own business, living their life, LGBTQ people, for example, you know, God forbid you represent LGBTQ online because that just paints a target on your on your back. This whole target fiasco of people being so pissed off about Pride merch during Pride Month. Like, why? I don't even think it's Pride Month. It might be. I honestly don't know. But I don't get it. I really don't get it. People are just trying to live their lives. People are just trying to feel like they're accepted, that they're not fucking oxidized. The internet has given us the wondrous ability to connect with so many people, so many like-minded individuals, find friends across the world who share your interests and beliefs and, you know, are supportive and protective. But it also has bred a level of, I don't want to say it like this, but this is how I'm going to say it evil degeneracy that makes people think that attacking people just for being gay is okay. And the worst part of it is it's transcending outside of the internet. You know, all this shit going down with Florida, if you're not paying attention to U.S. politics, I don't, I don't really want to go into it too much here, but the don't say gay bills... The level of people just, like, the target shit. All it is, is more forms of bullying coming out into the real world. And people aren't afraid of it. People aren't afraid to be hateful. You would think that having this massively connected network of all these interesting people across the world... You would think that kindness and love and caring would prevail. But you find so much hate. So much, like, cesspools of insolence. Of incels just hating people for living their lives. It's the popular thing. It's popular to hate on things. It's popular to out people. You know, I sit here and I I was unfortunately cyberbullied at one point. It wasn't, you know, anything to the level that some of these people deal with. It was something so entirely stupid that to this day, like I tried to rekindle a friendship with one of the people that were involved in this and to this day I still kind of resent them for this. But 
even though it's been years and I've tried to let this under the ground or under the bucket or under the bridge, whatever. And it's just like, part of me is like, I will never forgive you for what you did, but you know, I will forget or, you know, I will let it slide or no, I will forgive you, but I won't forget. That's the whole thing. But all that to say, you know, at one point I was pretty prominent in the smash community. You know, I role played pit because I used to love writing. Like that was my escape from the world, especially during all those times when I was being bullied. I went to write fucking six books worth of stuff about escapism, like reading back through it. I could see where I was hurting as a kid, where I had wrote an animal crossing fanfic originally putting myself in as the main character and then branching it out so much more beyond that. But I wrote about wanting to have a stable home, wanting to have, you know, safety, the ability to be able to rest in your bed and not have to worry about someone kicking down your door. I wrote about that stuff. And like, as time progressed onward and, you know, I was still, you know, trying to find my voice in the world and everything else. I did. I got into RP because I saw other people, you know, doing it online, like way back when, back in, uh, back in high school, this is a little bit off tangent, but you know, uh, back in high school, I like Jaleel and I, we were trying to make a YouTube channel because Markiplier had just started off like gaming channels were kind of growing in numbers And I wanted to be a part of that. And Jaleel wanted to be a part of that. We wanted to be content creators. And so we made something called Think Again Commentaries. And, you know, in doing so, I made a Twitter account. I've never, like, I made a Facebook page because I was more familiar with Facebook. I didn't use Twitter worth a damn. But somehow, some way, I think I may have searched, like, Toho because I was really into Toho back in the day. Um, not to say that I'm not still now, definitely not like I'm to a lesser extent, but anyway, I'm still waiting for Lotus Eaters to come out over here. But anyway, (laughs) I had, you know, searched Toho on Twitter and I found people role-playing the characters and I'd follow them using the brand account. And then I eventually made my own account and I was like, Oh, what are you guys doing? Like, what is this? And like, I had this whole on introduction to role-playing And people were so kind and supportive during all that. But I, you know, got into role-playing from there. Anyway, long story short, eventually I had transcended Versus because I wanted to make a fully, you know, to canon character. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do Pit because I was playing Smash. I loved Pit as a character. He was just a cool little angel dude. And you know what? I liked it. So, I ended up writing Pit. I was against someone that would kind of be, I would kind of say a companion. I'm not really sure what Sonic is to me at this point. But, (laughs) I pray to God he never listens to this podcast, or at least this episode. But, I, you know, we kind of butted heads at times in a friendly way. Because we were like rivals to each other as sorts. And my friend had made a... Uh, Dark Pit account. So the three of us would kind of like interact with each other because, you know, it was in canon. And from that, I got a little friend group where, you know, it was a group of 
three, four guys who are all role players of sorts. And we hung out pretty damn often. Like, I actually, a good number of my friend groups from the early days of me being on Twitter and all were because of role playing. So, you know, that's actually how I got, like, I fully attribute PSO2 to being the start of my IT career. Well, Twitter was the start of me wanting to get into PSO2 because Tohoverse had a PSO2 role player in it. And me and him became, you know, relatively close friends for a short while. But anyway, all that to say, which is weird to think, like in the web of con or like in the web of continuity, that because I role played on Twitter, <laughs> I would become a system admin before I hit tw- like thirty years old. You know, it blows my mind. <laughs> but all that to say, you know, I we got into a disagreement at one point, and I. I guess I just really pissed him off or something like that. And during that time, there was another content creator who was getting traction in the world. All right. You guys have probably heard of Alpharad. He was a Smash content creator originally known for making, you know, combo videos. But dude was gaining traction in the, you know, YouTube sphere. So my buddy at the time said, oh, yeah, I have Alpharad's personal contact number. It's this. It was my phone number. For like a day, people were calling me saying, are you Alpha Rad? Is this Alpha Rad? And I was like, who the fuck? I didn't even know who Alpha Rad was during this time. But I was like, who the fuck is Alpha Rad? And (laughs) of course, I'm at work. Like, I was an IT admin at this point. I was already working, you know, big time job. And I was dealing with this shit. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, dude. Like, again, it blew my mind the level at which this dude tried to drag me. And he did. No, he absolutely tried to drag the shit out of me. To the point where I was like, you know what? I'm done with Twitter. And I deleted my account. Like, I deleted the account that I had when I first started off, you know, doing role-playing, doing, you know, think-again commentaries. And I regret that because there was a lot of content and stuff that was on that account that I didn't save or I didn't keep. And it's all gone, like messages from friends that are no longer with us, you know, because they passed. They're gone. You know, I broke a lot of friendships when I deleted my account because, you know, nobody knew where I was. I caused, like, a small panic in the verse And I'd reached out to, like, a few people. I'm like, hey, this is my new account. You know, it's actually where I got Phantasma Plumes from. Where Phantasmagoria is a thing that exists but doesn't. A dreamlike essence of sorts. And Plumes was because back in old days, you know, people would dip a feather into ink and write using that. So, because I was stopping writing and role-playing for the time, I thought, you know, being an old writer, a plume. And that's, you know, where it came from. Not sure if I ever told you all that full story, but, you know, if I have, my bad. Anyway, you know, I, st- I started off anew. And, thankfully, that was kind of the end of it. Like, people, pa- like, it passed and it went on. But that was also when the internet, w- or, like, when social media and all wasn't as 
grossly tied to the world as it is. Like, I don't think Twitter was as popular. I know definitely, like, Facebook was definitely the big daddy still. And Twitter, Twitter is still, you know, not the biggest, but it's relatively well-sized. And you will see people nowadays just dogpiling, dogpiling, you know, random people that they never would have interacted with. Just because they want to, like, they want to make a funny tweet. And some, like, you know, when you talk about cyberbullying, it's a fine line. Because some of it is just like, hey, maybe you kind of deserve this. You know, but at the same time, because I'm thinking specifically of people who are not good people. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to put a name to them or anything like that. But honestly, the thing that, like, it made me really upset the other night, uh, you know, in getting ready to talk about all this, there was a group of, uh, you know, want to be idols. They were called Sherbert. You know, I think it's S-H-E-R-B-3-T. And they were just, you know, three, I'd have to imagine teenage girls, maybe college age girls, um, out of East California that wanted to, you know, become an idol group. So they posted this TikTok video about, you know, what their call signs were and how do you respond, which is a big thing in idol culture where basically the idols have specific things that they will say or do, and you as the audience responds in a simple way. You know, like, for example, um, this one girl, like, her, the leader... Her thing was, you know, when she calls out strawberry, we respond blueberry. And then, you know, she's like, who's everyone's favorite idol? Well, then we respond berry. And look, was it cringe? Sure. But at the same time, you know, these people had put their hearts into it. And all of a sudden they started receiving this like massive influx of hate massive influx of like, oh, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that, blah, 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 just to hate on these poor people. And what, like, yes, it was cringe, but we all, like, growing up, I guarantee you, we all did something like that as kids. And the problem is, is because we're all, you know, so interconnected with the internet these days and social media, that these things easily leave our groups, our friend groups, and all of a sudden, all these random people are just going to dogpile on you. Now, am I saying what they did was, you know, correct? No, I'm not saying that whatsoever. But the amount of hate that they received, like, it was just weird. It was disgusting. Like, people are making fun of the way these girls look, making fun of the way they talk, and just like, why? Also, you know, talking about cyberbullying transcending back into real bullying, you know, I said this earlier in the, like, podcast that hate sells. You know, when we turn on to the news station, we're always greeted with things that are bound to aggravate us. Because at the end of the day, that is what's going to get more eyes on the channel. And you know, I want to suggest here tonight, or rather today, um, that a new form of cyberbullying is coming out. Where people are bullying people with the intent of posting that online. To, you know, get clout. Everybody wants to be the funny influencer that says the one stupid thing that, you know, p- 
pisses somebody off and ooh, you know, now you're the bad guy. Whoa. It blows. And I've said this so many times. Like, I know I'm stuck with it blows my mind. But it really does. The fact that, you know, there was somebody across this past week over on Reddit. There was somebody like a TikToker who would go into people's houses Now, mind you, this was like the affluent part of Britain, I think he was in, or England, one of the two, but he was in the affluent part of Britain where people don't necessarily had to lock, like they didn't feel the need to lock their doors because it was a safe area. And all of a sudden this dude is walking into people's houses, sitting down, like messing with their furniture and shit for clout. And the craziest thing is, is all of a sudden... You know, the dude is now blowing up on all forms of social media because people are like, why are you doing this? You're so fucking stupid. But they don't care. The dude ended up going on, like, UK TV to talk with, like, a news dude or a news reporter about this. Like, an anchorman. He was in the studio talking with somebody about breaking into somebody's house and recording TikToks there. He got arrested But apparently it doesn't mean shit to him. You know, there's so much stupid shit that people don't deserve to deal with. Like, I feel terrible for service workers, especially during this TikTok era, where everybody's trying to get big on social media because, to some degree, it's going to make them money. And money is tight right now. Like, I'm a fellow content creator. I get it. If I could do something stupid to, you know, guarantee views and shit... And make rent for the month? Bro, if my situation was different, I wouldn't do it. But I could understand why people would. You know? But you have, like, there's there's this new wave of terrible social influencers. And, you know, just accounts in general. That are doing the most outlandish shit. That most common people would never do. Just for fucking clicks. For clout, for likes, and I, w- I wish there was more, you know, information on, you know, why people do this, like the psychology behind it. I would love to see if this is just the evolved form of bullying, where it goes beyond the screen to come back to the screen to then go out again. Like, ah, oh God. Oh my god, like, just sitting here and thinking about, like, there was another one that got big a couple of weeks ago, or rather a couple of days ago, where this guy was on a Japanese train, and he had gone up to a native and asked, do you know about, you know, Hiroshima? In regard, he was talking about the bomb site, the Japanese man was like, oh, you mean the city, yes, no, it's completely beautiful, blah, 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 blah. The dude went on to say that we are gearing up to do it again. You know, in reference to what happened during World War II. The video, thankfully, has been taken down. But it was on Kick for the longest time. And you know what's weird about Kick, my dear listener? Kick is a new streaming platform of sorts. It's trying to rival Twitch. But the biggest thing about it is the TOS for Kick has not been very well developed. It is incredibly lenient in what you're able to post on there. And a lot of the people who are banned on Twitch show up on Kick because guess what? They have a new account under a new name, you know, or the same name even. 
and people are excited to see them come back. Like there's this whole trend, you know, of all these band people coming to, to kick. And that was kind of what got kick on the, on the map, you know, going back a couple of years, there was this dude named leafy leafy on the internet. Like this was huge on YouTube for a couple of years. I remember watching this back in high school. I feel like where this dude just made fun of people like really cringy fucking takes and all he did was hate on people, but he had the biggest audience on YouTube because again, hate sells hate and just harassing people who don't deserve it. It's just the biggest, it gets the biggest fucking kick out of people. You know, I would not be surprised if one day down the line, this podcast got dragged by somebody who wants to say, oh, you know, this Phantasma Plumes, a.k.a. Seth, was trying to be an advocate for cyberbullying at some point. And, you know, he he said these things, you know, and that's really cringe. How dare he? You know, and it's just like, honestly, in preemptance, fuck you. <laughs> just fuck off. I have the, like... <sighs> I am lucky enough that I'm able to share some kind of kindness, some kind of warmth, some kind of, you know, care. I am lucky enough that I get to interject some kind of reminder. Like, I want to be like my professors were for me back in the day, where when the world felt like it was at its darkest, somebody reached their hand out to me and said, hey, come hang out with me for a little while. Let's get you out of this. Like, that is... The whole meat and soul of, or meat and bones or whatever, of my podcast, of my content, of my streams. Like, yeah, do I mess around with my friends on stream? Sure. Do I know people just mess around on the internet? Sure. But it goes so much further when all of a sudden people are being doxxed just for, you know, getting in an argument online about something they're passionate about. Now, granted, again, is some of that justified? Absolutely. You know, I'm not going to say which side of things are, but if it's illegal and you are, you know, supporting it or trying to be a proponent of it, eh, homie, that's not the hill you really want to die on if you catch my drift. So all that to say, you know, I genuinely hope that some of y'all, like, if you are seeing like cyberbullying, you know, I think by all means reach out to the people who are because it's not like, it's so broad, like ah, cyberbullying in itself encompasses so many different things, you know, more than just appearance, by the way, like that's the biggest one I wrote. Like I actually wrote down what the big six, actually I'm quickly reading over what I got here seven things because again i wanted to have a layer of sensitivity to this and i wanted to give you hard numbers with this in fact when i made that tiktok inviting people to have the conversation with me about hey have you ever been cyberbullied like i wanted to make sure i was being as wise and as caring as i can be to such a sensitive topic but the number one reason why people get cyberbullied appearance the next one is intelligence after that, it's something they have it listed as other. Then it's race, sexuality, financial status, and religion. Of that, 
going down the list, 61% appearance, 25% intelligence, 20% to other, 17% to race, 15% to sexuality, 15% to financial status, and 11% to religion. And look, you know, I told y'all what my experience was being bullied. Imagine how much worse that is when you have more than just the people you go to school with harassing you. You know, I, as weird as it is to say, I was lucky enough that my bullying was nearly always limited to school. And it wasn't so fucking widescreen, or wide, whatever, widespread, that's it, um, as it is for kids nowadays. Like, if in the future... The Fox wife and I's future kids come up to us and say we're being cyberbullied. Like, I want to know what these kids are saying. I want to know what they're saying and what information they're putting out there. Because, you know, at the end of the day, cyberbullying gets so deep into cybercrime so nonchalantly that, honestly, I'm surprised there isn't more done. But nobody, like, nobody really cares. Like, they should, you know. And, like, I even wrote down this, all right? There's a section on the broadbandsearch.net website that goes into the results of cyberbullying. And I wrote this down. I want to read this to you. Below are the impacts that, according to students, were a result of cyberbullying that they had experienced. 25% of teens have had an online bullying experience that culminated in a face-to-face confrontation. 13% reported cyberbullying made them concerned about going to school the next day. 8% reported having physical altercations with someone because of, a, because of something on a social network. 6% reported another student sending an instant message or chat to hurt their feelings. 4% reported having something put on a profile page to hurt their feelings. And 3% reported that, or reported receiving a nasty email. First off, what the fuck would you send an email? But, you know, the thing is, is like, as we are bullied, it doesn't, like, it impacts people for a long ass time after the fact. Sometimes people don't really recover. People become more shy. People become moody. Like, they get into trouble at school because of this bullshit. It ends up fucking with people's lives. And sometimes it escalates to the point of self-harm or even worse. And again, I really don't believe when people are saying, like, typing up the shit that they are. You know... That they are, you know, hurting somebody else on the different side of things. On the opposite side of the screen. And look, if you are being cyberbullied or bullied in general, let me give you some, like, full-on advice from what I used to do. Okay? First off, find a safe space. Wherever that may be. Whether that's in your house, whether it's outside, whether it's something that's just you, something you know about. Maybe a friend's house. And stay there at times. Like, if things get too rough for you, don't feel like you have to push yourself just to, you know, get through the bully's onslaught. No, please don't do that. Don't ever do something because you're worried about the bully's response. 
you know, if they say, oh, you have to go attack this person to, you know, get cool with the group, don't fucking do that. Those aren't the people that you want to hang out with. But go to that safe space and just breathe, relax. I promise you what you're going through right now is just a small segment of time compared to the huge span of your life. It will get better. Sometimes we're forced to stick like to stick it out and it sucks. It absolutely blows. But at the end of the school year, you know, I know a lot of you are getting out of school right now. But at the end of the school year, it's done. If you have a bully at work, or if you're an adult, like a working adult, by all means, start a conversation with HR. Start a conversation with your boss. If that person is in HR, or it is your boss, as fucked as it is to say, sometimes you gotta leave a job. You know, I if anyone started fucking with me at my office, I know who to talk to. And if I can't talk to anybody at the office directly, like somebody who has the power to do something, I talk to a coworker that I can trust. And I just get it off my chest somehow, some way. The second thing to do is figure out what your comfort hobby is and get more into it. You know, don't just do your comfort hobby after a bad day. Do your comfort hobby more often. Have fun with it. Live your life. Enjoy it. Don't let anybody else take away the joy that you have in life. If it's something... Like, if people are making fun of you for it, fuck them. You know, so long as it's not illegal, absolutely enjoy your life. Look, you know, there's this great saying. The second you let somebody else get control of your emotions is the second you lose yourself. And if you have allowed somebody else to get into your head that deep, then please, 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 please get yourself out of that situation however you need to. Don't allow anybody else to make the decisions for you. Even if, again, if it's to getting good with somebody else and you know it's wrong, don't do it. You're going to regret it one way or another. You know... I can't believe I'm about to tell you this story. I got into a fight. I got into a fight with somebody who came after me because, again, I had a crush on that one girl I was telling you about. The Skittles girl, we'll call her. And, you know, the Skittles girl told him to go kick my ass because he wanted to be cool with that group of people. That was one of my very first fights in school. It was the it led me down the first of many But, because again, I've told you, I fought people for money, but this was the first time I've actually put hands on somebody else. I will never forget calling my mom from the bus stop, like, hey mom, I'm about to get into a fight, I'll be home soon, and she was furious with me, because I was just like, I have to defend myself, I have to defend her, you know, like, I gotta do this thing, and I will never forget standing down being at the, like, intersection of our neighborhood. Like, anytime I still drive by there, I have a flashback to that moment where I lost control for one of the first times where this dude and I squared up, he took the first swing, popped me in the mouth, and I remember just my head slowly coming down to look at him, and I threw a right hook that nearly broke his nose. 
He was gushing blood. And you know what was worse? You know what was worse? They didn't stop. Like, I didn't stop at that point. I was on top of him. I was wailing on him. at one, And, like, people were just cheering. because, And they were recording it. Because, oh, man, Seth the Quiet Kid is beating the shit out of, you know, No Name Joe. And then the worst part of it was, if it wasn't for my friends that did, like, eventually yank me off of him, I would have probably messed this kid up for life. Because at one point, I was dragging him by his feet, because he wasn't getting up, over to a curb to curb stomp him. Which, if you don't know what that is, that is when you put somebody's chin against the curb and you just drop your foot down on top of their head as fast as you can and as hard as you can in hopes to break their jaw. I was ready to go. And my friends pulled me off. And as this kid's getting up, you know, as we're walking away, I have this kid's blood on my clothes. He turns to me and says, Oh, what? You're not, we're, n- we're not done yet? I'm not done with you, Seth. I remember snatching, like, ripping out of my friend's hands, running back and just getting him in the stomach. And then they had to, like, pick me up and carry me away. That was inadvertently the start of my fighting career. As fucked as it was, you know, Skittles Girl would send other people at me. Kids of different, you know, sizes who were being bullied themselves. And would start so much shit that all they wanted was a fight. I could try and resist it as much as I could, but it never worked. It was never enough. And no one would help. And I didn't know where to get help. So I got into fights. And of course, because of those fights, I got involved with some terrible people. But, you know, I thought I was doing the right thing. Look, never, ever, ever let somebody else make that kind of decision for you. Please don't go down the path I did. It's not worth it. It took me years to be okay with the fact that I've done what I've done. And even still to this day, I fight against that. Because I have this terrible mental image of myself. As this aggressive person. And some of my friends still look at me as if I'm that aggressive person from that fight. Because they see me get into fights. Or they see me try and step up to somebody. To defend them. It's not worth it. It really is not worth it. So please. If you are ever in that situation. Just walk away. If you can't walk away. Dude. Please. Don't start fights. If you need to end them. But don't. You know. Do what you need to do for self defense. But. By all means, there's always somebody else you can reach out to. Even if it's somebody online. Like, I wish... Like, as much as we have said that cyberbullying has done damage to the world... Cyber... Like... Social media and all 
has given us the opportunity to connect with people who are like-minded, who care about you, who come to love you more than your face-to-face friends can. You know, I love the fact that there's so many LGBTQ safe spaces on the internet. I love the fact that people feel more open about being trans and that, like, being able to put our pronouns out there is just enough to show people that you care. To remind people that not everything is terrible. And I really just want to remind you, too. You know, before I give you my third and final tip for dealing with bullying, I really want to remind you, too, there are always people out there who care about you. If you haven't, you know, you may not have met them yet. But they are out there. They are waiting for you to find them. By all means, don't don't degrade yourself to the point of where you can't meet them. Don't ever allow the world to take away the joy that you are about to experience in life. Don't make drastic decisions. Don't ever go against somebody with more aggression than what you're met with. That's what they want. They want to see you hurt. And even if you end the fight, they got what they want. Look, my third and final tip is when you are being bullied, when you are in these terrible situations, again, remember that these are just small moments of your life. Things will get better. These people will run out of steam eventually, or you will get an opportunity to get out of that situation and be free. And in all of that, I want you to be kind to yourself. Reach out and get the help that you need, if you so need it. Whether that is seeking online therapy or being involved in different friend groups. You know, we all live in the notion of, well, I don't want to lose my friends. You can make new ones. It's hard at times. I can fully admit that. But if people make you feel uncomfortable to be around, and you've tried talking with them and having conversations like, hey, I don't really like when you talk about this. Like, I got a friend group that I don't really hang out with anymore. Because every time I'm in there, you know, my buddy brings up, well, you chose content creation over us. And it's just like, well, you know, you're kind of toxic. (laughs) You know, I wasn't having fun hanging out with them. And certain people of that group I still talk to pretty often. And I'm thankful for having their friendship. In fact, one of them is going to be one of my groomsmen in the future. But seriously, please, please, please be kind to yourself. You are not anything that these people are saying And I want to remind you that you are worth so much more than these people's hate. And I hope that whatever you're doing in life, that they came to hate you so for doing, you become the best at it that you are. People make fun of you because you play video games, then become the best fucking gamer there is. You know, for me, people made fun of me because I lived in a broken family. And I... You know, was constantly abused every which way and another. Well, guess what? When I show up at the 10-year anniversary, if they are doing that, 
the 10 year reunion, I will proudly introduce them to the Fox wife and say, yeah, no, I found my person. I am, you know, working as a system admin, a very high level position. I'm making a good amount of money. I am deeply involved with the community. I'm making content to help brighten people's days. Yeah, no, I'm doing a lot. And I'm proud to be doing it. Remember, you will one day run into these people. And sometimes you'll laugh at how fucked up their lives have become. Because they peaked in high school. Because they decided to be a little asshole online. Don't... When those days come, I hope you won't... Like, you have every right to go up and, you know, be aggressive towards them. But don't be the bully back. Be kind. Because a lot of the time when you see those people again, they won't remember what they did to you. You always will. And that's something I want to walk away with, you know, or end this episode off with, is that if you are a bully... You will never, like, you can't remember all the bullshit you've put other people through. There's no way. But the people you bullied will always remember that. Keep that with you, because the person you're bullying right now very well may be the person that you interview at one point. Or you might have to go interview with them. Do you really want that to be the first thing they remember when they see your face? But anyway, I've gone on for more than long enough. So guys, I'm going to end it off here. So remember, you can find me in the night skies across different platforms. You've got Phantasma Plumes on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can listen to Plumescast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and all smart speakers. And you can email the show directly by sending it to plumescast at gmail.com. That email again is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Or if the podcast isn't enough plumes for you, you can find more topics such as technology and book reviews over at phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com That blog address again is phantasmagoriaofplumes.blogspot.com Guys, thank you all so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, everyone, please be kind to yourself. And remember, your actions will always have more impact than you ever think. Bye-bye!